Trail of Bits. Dispatches from Technology's Future. Five, four, three, two, one. Is binary analysis no fun? Well, look what our wintern has done. That's Trent Brunson. <laughs> He's not a poet by trade. He's the practice director for research and engineering at Trail of Bits. But he posted this poem to Twitter a while back, and we asked him to read it. Specified declarations, transparent explorations, and it's mutable, not run and done. I could do this all day. <laughs> Trent was moved to verse by the work of an intern. When you move the practice director to write limericks praising your work, it's a pretty safe bet you aced your internship. Trail of Bits has some great interns. The competition is really tough because you're going to be working on real things, things that matter, in high assurance software, which means that from day one, you'll be working on systems that have catastrophic consequences when they go wrong. That's Trail of Bits CEO Dan Guido talking about his company's internship program that runs every summer and the winternship program that runs, well, every winter. We're really methodical about how we select people, and that's because we know we're going to throw them into the deep end of the pool. That's where you learn the most, the fastest. The company and everyone in it takes internships very seriously. When he was a grad student, Dan did a demanding internship himself at the National Security Agency. NSA was one of the earliest internships that I had, and it really set the tone for the rest of my career because it showed me what's important in security. There's a lot of work being done, but I don't feel like there's a lot of progress being made. And that's because a lot of activity that we, that we spend, a lot of the research time, a lot of the, the software development, it doesn't align directly with what attackers do. So having an inside look at what other people are doing against the United States and how intelligence collection works was extremely valuable for me to orient myself early in my career. In today's economy, there's incredible demand for talented engineers. So for Trail of Bits, an internship program isn't some vague way of giving back to the community or cutting a kid a break. To Trail of Bits, the internship program, it's strategic. I'm running a business. I'm not just giving away money to kids. That's a side effect. The side effect is that these uh, students get opportunities to teach themselves things, to bank a little bit of cash. But we do this because it helps Trail of Bits. Our clients and our projects and our people need the extra assistance from smart, ambitious, young students to be able to deliver services that Trail of Bits offers. It goes beyond altruism. In this episode, you'll meet some of our security engineering interns and hear about some of the real-world projects they work on, like making one of our most popular free and open-source software packages run faster and use less memory. And working in the obscure world of deep learning system security, another intern built her own project from the ground up. I am Suha Hussain. I am a security engineering intern here at Trillobits, and I work mainly on machine learning security. I'm also a student at Georgia Tech. Suha was hired by NYU's Center for Cybersecurity after she attended a high school science fair. The NSA tried to recruit her, but as she said, she ended up at Georgia Tech, which she loves. It's very easy to get frustrated in school, one, knowing a reasonable percentage of the material and also knowing what is and what is not relevant anymore. It does feel like we're jumping hoops sometimes, especially when there's extremely dated syllabi. Suha plans to graduate next year, but she already has skills that can be used now in real life. She wants to take these abstract solutions from the classroom and apply them to real problems. 
the idea that I could come in with a project of my own for an internship instead of being assigned to work on something was pretty cool. Sue's project was called Privacy Raven. This summer, I worked on Privacy Raven, a comprehensive privacy testing suite for deep learning. That's Suha in a video that's on the Trail of Bits website. Like all the tools you'll hear about on this podcast, Privacy Raven is free and open source and available in our GitHub repository. The link's in the show notes. I built a Python library optimized for usability and efficiency that allows users to simulate privacy attacks on any deep learning system. Deep learning allows software to perform tasks without explicit programming. But unlike other software, deep learning systems developers don't have a comprehensive suite of assurance tools. Here's Dan Guido again. Deep learning systems are an open area of research for the security community. For users, deep learning systems are simple. Let's say you have a deep learning system that's holding medical diagnosis data. A user, like a doctor or technician, can submit a query through a web application and get a yes or no answer. So one expression of this could be that the user uploads a medical image, then asks the system whether the image contains evidence of, say, a brain bleed, and they would get that yes or no answer. From a security standpoint, it would seem that this answer is given with as little access as possible to the deep learning model behind the scenes. But is that true? We've just described the front door user experience. But from a systems perspective, that front door prevents us from seeing there's a whole lot going on in there. So when we get down to it, does that limited and simple access mean the system isn't vulnerable? Not everybody in the security community understands what a deep learning system is. And that's why it's so important that tools like Privacy Raven are created because it lowers the bar for entry to do the kinds of analysis required to make these systems safe. The data held by these ML systems, fraud, medical, actuarial, even marketing information or what have you, can be incredibly sensitive. Suha and the team built Privacy Raven to learn how exploitable the potential vulnerabilities are. It was born out of my frustrations doing machine learning research People kept listing all of these cool attacks that are possible with ML systems. And I wanted to build like a privacy testing system so all these previous attacks could be put in one place. To test the security, Privacy Raven simulates an adversary. It launches different types of attacks to probe the vulnerabilities of a deep learning system. It turns out that even when they were granted limited access, these simulated adversaries were able to successfully exploit vulnerabilities. First, Privacy Raven tests for what's called model extraction attacks, piecing together enough information from those yes or no answers to create a copycat model. Companies spend huge sums of money to build a training data set and hire engineers to build these tools. Model extraction can be used in industrial or even nation-state espionage to steal this intellectual property and cheaply make a clone of it. These attacks could also be used for reconnaissance, to collect information about a machine learning model in order to mount future attacks. Privacy Raven also tests for model inversion attacks, which can recreate the private input data that was used to train the deep learning model. Machine learning models are built using a set of confidential data to train the system. Criminals could use a model inversion attack to extract and steal that training data. Membership inference attacks can have devastating results, so Privacy Raven tests for those too. The tests determine if an attacker is able to figure out whether a certain data point, like a name, is in a data set. 
A membership inference attack can be used to expose or de-anonymize the true identities of anonymized data within a machine learning system. The stakes are especially high for an attack like this when the dataset includes private medical information. Here's Suha in another clip from that video. The creation of that software relied upon many patients being willing to trust the developers with their private medical data. If a patient's participation, and in conjunction with that, their image and diagnosis could be recovered, it would first of all violate HIPAA, and then it would diminish the trustworthiness of the whole enterprise. One of the most important goals for Privacy Raven was that it would be easy to use. The tools out there are often built by researchers for researchers. When I thought that this is such an important problem, anyone with a knowledge of Python and maybe a little bit of a machine learning should be just able to run this attack. Privacy Raven is a good example of something designed from scratch as an internship project. Trail of Bits internships are designed to find ways to match fledgling engineers with real-world problems. My name is Sam Alls. I'm a student at Vanderbilt University and a software engineer, and I did a internship at Trail of Bits. When Sam first applied at Trail of Bits, he didn't get the job. At least, not exactly. I applied for a internship at a completely different role. Sam applied to work with a tool called Dylint. Someone emailed me saying, we're not sure if you're very qualified for the Dylint role. Instead, what would be best is if you work for Echidna, that matches more closely with your skill set. Sam's supervisor wanted him to work on Echidna, which is a tool Trail of Bits released in 2018 to help test smart contracts. A smart contract is a small computer program that runs on a blockchain and sets the conditions of a transaction. For example, you might develop a smart contract that would execute the logic of a lending platform, where users deposit their funds and receive interests when other users take loans without third parties or central banks involved. Smart contracts help ensure that even in a world in which no one trusts anyone else, each party holds up their end of a bargain. But there's a problem with smart contracts. Smart contracts do exactly what you tell them to, um, which you would expect to be a good thing. But oftentimes there's millions of dollars at play and these contracts are hard to update. So if exactly what you tell it to is just slightly off, then that can cause people to lose their money or people to be able to steal money from the smart contract. To help check smart contracts for bugs, Trail of Bits developed a smart contract fuzzer. That's what Echidna is. At its heart, a fuzzer is used to verify that places within a program that accept inputs protect against the unexpected. So, for example, when you log into your bank account, instead of entering your name and account number, a fuzzer might just type a whole lot of random things, spaces, letters, symbols, etc., maybe throw in some database code. And an engineer could then observe whether anything weird happens. Echidna is a much more sophisticated tool than that. It helps engineers find weaknesses in smart contracts. Weaknesses that could let, for example, people steal money or delete accounts. A key feature of a fuzzer like Echidna is its speed. In a minute, a human might be able to enter maybe a dozen inputs to a program, while a fuzzer can do thousands or even tens of thousands. Echidna runs fast, but Sam was asked to look into making it run faster. Even though Echidna ran perfectly well, it provided the right outputs given the right inputs. Sometimes, given certain inputs, it would either take forever to run or it would run out of memory on your computer and then it would have to stop halfway through. In the software industry, 
This is called technical debt. Developers take shortcuts to make something give you the features you need now, even though you know you're putting off until later doing some hard, boring work on things like efficiency. It's actually a lot like credit card debt. You get the shiny things you want now, and you pay a lot more for it over time. Technical debt affects everyone, and Trail of Bits is no exception. As long as it doesn't create an actual security vulnerability, we can sometimes let our own tech debt linger until we have a chance to burn it down. So Trail of Bits recruited Sam, a highly qualified wintern, to burn down some of Echidna's technical debt. My task was that I had to improve the performance of Echidna so that when the average person ran it, it didn't take super long to fuzz a contract. Sam went to work. I found that there were a few very easy problems that I could fix. The first one that I found was that there was this function that scanned through the entire contract code that was being called like every single frame, and that could be dealt with pretty easily. I found another problem where the solution was available for an older version of the code, but it hadn't been added yet. So I just needed to add that solution, and then that would fix the problem. Sam was making great progress, and actually, he surprised himself. When I came in, I was expecting to get it like 10% faster or 20% faster. We reckon the work Sam did made Echidna six times faster. And that's just the official number. I want to say six times just because that's the number I've been saying, and I don't want to like overstate it, but I, I think it might have been 10 times. Sam improved the memory problem, too. That's a little harder to measure. We went from my computer is not able to run this input at all and it runs out of memory into my computer is able to run this input fairly easily. It doesn't take much imagination to picture the wide-ranging impact it's going to have. Akin is open source, so it's being used in a lot of different scenarios, often with millions of dollars at stake. And I like to think that my fixes are helping all these people who are trying to make their contracts more secure. While Sam was working on Echidna, Suha's winternship at Trail of Bits, fueled by the progress with Privacy Raven, turned into a summer internship. And then it became a gap semester. I kept on thinking, wow, there's so many cool problems and cool things I can do here in this space at Trail of Bits. And I really just wanted to do this more. She's stayed on while finishing school, doing work on problems in machine learning assurance. And a lot of this comes down to pickles. Yeah, not cucumbers. Pickle files. Let's say you have a Python object, like a list. The list has a hierarchy. Pickling is a way Python can convert that object into a character string containing everything you would need to reconstruct the object in another Python script. But there's a problem. Pickle files are commonly known to be insecure. If you've ever endured the security awareness talk at work, you'll remember being told never open a spreadsheet that somebody emails you because it might contain a malicious macro. Well, right there in the Python manual, we link to it in the show notes, you'll see almost the same warning about pickle files. Because of the way pickling works, two operation codes that are an inherent part of the process are capable of executing arbitrary Python code outside the pickle machine. It's just a known hazard. It can't be changed. To help with this, Trail of Bits launched a project known as Fickling. Fickling is a custom Python interpreter that will symbolically execute pickle files instead of overtly executing them. This will help people build and reverse engineer malicious pickle files. Through all these projects, there's a common theme. 
Trail of Bits and the interns who apprentice with them are working to make software more secure for the people and systems that use it. It is very common for machine learning researchers to download pickle files containing machine learning models and just cross their fingers and pray that those files aren't malicious. There's a lot of trust that shouldn't be there. Within machine learning, there's a move fast and break things culture. And once they break things, that's where we come in with tools like Privacy Raven and Ficklink. People like Suha and Sam are the future of information security, but they don't just appear when they're ready for the big leagues. In my freshman year of high school, I emailed 100 startups in New York City begging for an internship. They often start developing these skills when they're kids. So I can be a This is the Montgomery Blair High School Cybersecurity Club in Silver Spring, Maryland. And now we need to enter a command. Yeah, Generate a random number and just like see what we get. These students are collaborating on a challenge. So it's going to be like, I think it's twice then. Montgomery Blair is like one of these extraordinarily specialized tech high schools. Dan Guido loves Blair. It's probably like one of the top five in the country. The leading bit has to be one. The first two bits are one. As we recorded this, the students at Blair were getting set to host the seventh iteration of their annual Capture the Flag cybersecurity competition. It's called Angstrom CTF. In the information security world, a capture the flag is basically a contest in which individuals or teams compete to break into computer networks and then accomplish a mission. It's a terrific training activity that emulates and concentrates work on a set of real-world problems. In 2021, more than 3,000 users in 1,700 teams competed in Angstrom CTF, making it one of the largest high school-oriented CTFs in the country. Trail of Bits has sponsored Angstrom, and other CTFs at high schools around the United States for years. In fact, if there is a high school CTF out there, chances are that Trail of Bits sponsors it. One reason is that CTFs offer people the same kind of plunge into real-world issues that we see every day at Trail of Bits. So your, your ability, your demonstrated ability to solve those challenges and complete those exercises tells me that you're going to be a really good candidate for Trail of Bits. The other reason is pure pragmatism. The really excellent, ambitious, talented young students get recruited early and then stick with the job for 10 years. And you might have a chance to hire them again when they're 30 or when they're 40, but they're not actively looking for jobs. They're going to be very sticky. They're going to work with a single firm for a very long period of time. It's kind of the same strategy for diversity recruiting. You put your name out there on the expectation that three or five years later, when that person is looking for a job, that they remember you. And they know that you offer some service that aligns with their interests and uh, speaks to them. And they give you that chance, that, that one out of three times in their career, that they're willing to switch jobs to a new employer. You hope that Trail of Bits makes the running for that. The people who worked on this podcast are Emily Havik, Chris Julin, Dominic Charnota, Jocelyn Feist, Dan Guido, and hi, I'm Nick Selby, the director of the software assurance practice at Trail of Bits. With thanks to the Blair Cybersecurity Club members, Jason Ann, Clarence Lam, Harakesh Kailad, and Patrick Zhang. Chris Julin made our theme music. I did the Foley, which means I bit into that pickle. Season one of Trail of Bits is available for download now, wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can learn much more about the work done by Trail of Bits interns over the years. Visit blog.trailofbits.com slash category slash internship hyphen projects. There are links in the show notes to these articles and more. In Never a Dill Moment, Exploiting Machine Learning Pickle Files, Suha Hussein and lead engineer Evan Sultanik describe the fickling project we heard about in this episode. There are puns. You'll also find links to the blog post Privacy Raven Has Left the Nest, as well as a video introducing Privacy Raven. In Optimizing a Smart Contract Fuzzer, Sam Alls describes his journey to speed up Echidna. For those interested in CTFs, especially for those who seek to start their own, our CTF Field Guide contains details on past CTF challenges, guidance to help you design and create your own toolkits, and case studies of attacker behavior, both in the real world and in past CTF competitions. Each lesson is supplemented by links to supporting reference materials. It's in our GitHub repository, trailofbits.github.io ctf. The Angstrom CTF site is angstromctf.com. Trail of Bits helps secure some of the world's most targeted organizations and devices. We combine high-end security research with a real-world attacker mentality to reduce risk and fortify code. We believe the most meaningful security gains hide at the intersection of human intellect and computational power. Learn more at trailofbits.com. On Twitter, we are at Trail of Bits. Dan Guido's Twitter is at dguido, and I'm at fuzztech.